Hello and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get close to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. This is episode 49. Welcome back everybody. We're so happy to have you here. If you are out on a walk, I hope you're enjoying your walk or if you're joining us on YouTube, I'm waving at you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Um, Today we are talking about another brand new topic that we've never spoken about before. Um, We're going to be talking about cancel culture. We're going to be talking about the Free Britney documentary. We're just going to be having a little bit of a feminist chat today because you know we are all here for the feminist vibes always. Um, So yeah, we're, we're excited yeah, I can't wait to get into it. We're very, very passionate about this as we should be. And planning it, we were like, oh, getting all revved up. So we're really excited to bring it to you guys. Yes. But before we get into the um, the chat, we are just going to read out the Apple podcast review of the week. And I just want to say, guys, grab your tissues because this is going to get emotional. This is the best review we've ever had. Like, I can't. It's yeah, I'm yeah. Shocked. let's 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 get into it. So this lovely review is from Nikki underscore SJ. She said, it actually changed my life. I don't know where to start with how much I love this podcast. When I say it's changed my life, I mean it. This has been one of the major blessings of the pandemic for me. In lockdown 2.0 in November, I really struggled mentally and it it almost caused my relationship to end and I was in a very bad place. With the news of lockdown three, I was adamant to not let that happen again. I have always struggled to love myself. I find fault in everything I do. Being paranoid that nobody likes me, even when I'm constantly told the opposite. I knew I needed to work on myself. So with the help of Grace and Abby, I can honestly say I'm in the best place I've ever been mentally. I actually love myself. Thanks to their podcast, I've listened and followed their advice. I journal every day. I write down affirmations, what I'm grateful for. I've started meditation and now I know what I want in life. With manifesting, thanks to them, I'll know I'll get it. This lockdown, I have been so much better and I am happy and loving life despite being in a global pandemic. The other thing I've noticed is my relationship is even better. Me and my boyfriend couldn't be happier. I honestly think it's because I didn't love myself. So I so didn't understand how he could love me. I'd beat myself up for my flaws and self-sabotage myself as well as our relationship. Now I know why he loves me because I love myself and can see all my amazing qualities. Sorry for the essay, but I just wanted to explain how much you've helped me. Thank you a million times over, Nikki. Wow, honestly, that's such a nice view. And you know what I love the most about it is the fact that she's obviously finding her feet in life just like us. Like she said, she struggled in the first two lockdowns and now this one she's turned it around. And everyone can do that. Anyone that's really struggling in lockdown, you can turn it around and you've got it within you. So I'm so proud of you, Nikki. Yes, we are so proud of you. And you know, well done because you can come and listen to this podcast and hear all the fantastic advice, but it's down to you to take it on board and take action on it. And obviously you have fully taken all the action and now you're reaping all the awards, all the rewards, (laughs) which is so beautiful to see. And I just want to thank you very much for leaving such a detailed review. Um, it really touched our hearts and we are so grateful. So thank you. And yeah, if you guys want to, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to match that review. It was pretty out there, but 
If you want to be featured in review of the week next week, then just go and leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts. We love hearing what you have to say and we might read your review out. But before we get into today's episode, we've just got a quick word from the people that make this podcast possible. Our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's help, H-E-L-P. And we are so proud to be partnering up with a company whose mission is to help you start living a happier life from today. Yes, BetterHelp is a professional online counselling service and they'll set you up with a therapist in under 48 hours. They have a huge range of expertise, so whatever you need help for, they will have someone for you. And even if it turns out that you're not too keen on the therapist you're originally paired with, you can actually change for free. Yes, it's not a crisis line. It's a professional, secure online counselling service available for clients all over the world. All the therapists on there are super highly qualified and you can just easily log onto your account at any time and message your therapist and you always receive a really quick response. It's so easy to set up weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist and get the support you need from a licensed counsellor from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to travel anywhere, no awkward waiting rooms, no traveling to your appointments, literally just log in on your computer or just speak to them on the phone and you can get the professional therapy support you need from home. Yeah, and it's also way more affordable than your traditional offline counselling. And there are over a million people using BetterHelp today. So if you do want to go and check out any reviews or anything like that, you can head to the website betterhelp.com forward slash reviews and just see what everyone's saying. And as you all know, because this is something I've spoken about openly on the podcast before, I've had therapy over the years and it's literally been such a game changer for me. It's got me to where I am today. It's so worth the investment of the time and the money that you spend on therapy. You literally get it back time a thousand and I cannot recommend it enough. I'm so, We are such advocates for therapy. So if you are ready to take charge of your mental health and take it to the next level, get the professional support and guidance you need from the comfort of your own home, better help is a perfect option. It is so much more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And they are very kindly giving the Finding Your Feet podcast listeners 10% off their first month of therapy. So to get this discount, all you need to do is go to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. That's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. You go through that link. The link is in the show notes as well. You go into that link, you fill out a questionnaire so they know exactly what who you are, what are your needs, build up a picture about you so they can match you with the perfect person and you'll get seen to in under two days. So if you're ready to take your mental health to a new level, head to BetterHelp and use our discount to get 10% off your first month of therapy. But that's all for now. Let's get into today's episode. Okay, guys. So we're probably going to go and cover off a lot of topics today. Uh, when we were planning this episode, the rage was being fired from all different angles. We were discussing so many different things, but we want to start off by talking about cancel culture. Um, it's quite a new phrase. I feel like it's only been um, coined. So people call it when they mm. create a phrase. It's only been coined <laughs> in the last <laughs> in the last year or so. Um, as the social media movement that we're all in right now, the social media world, this idea of cancelling people. So any anyone who's got a big platform, if they do anything wrong, they get cancelled and they get given no grace, no forgiveness, no, no questioning about what's happened, no looking at the two sides of the story, just cancelled. Abuse, trolls, they run wild and it's not very normal. So... Um, and I think that cancel culture right, starts from social media, but it infiltrates into 
the rest of like society and how we feel and how we behave and what kind of things we do and don't speak out about because even just like everyday people now you don't even need to have a big platform you can still be scared of being cancelled yeah completely and it's just bizarre like where it all came from because within life as we grow we do things wrong we mess up all the time and it as we always say it's part of finding your feet and discovering who you are and I think as well the more you put yourself out there and the more you're brave the more you might say things out of line but yeah there's this like weird thing that's developed where it's like if you have done something wrong you're immediately cancelled and there's no second chances but that's not how life works it's just it seems like really unfair how this has developed I think as well when it comes to people in the public eye and celebrities or even like Instagram famous people as as that's like kind of the world we're living in now, there's like this weird line of what's appropriate and what's not. And people just don't even care about it. It's like they kind of, the, someone who's in the public eye just becomes not human anymore. And any some people that may have compassion in them, it doesn't seem to be brought through to someone that's in the public eye. And there's this kind of like huge disregard for them still being a human and I think that's why where it gets really weird because people get so unpredictable and they act like celebrities aren't human and that they don't mess up yeah exactly when actually they are they they are literally just like us everyday people just like us but we put them on a pedestal because you know we just see them digitally through our phones on movies all things like that and you then just think oh well they've got all this fame all this money all this success, like they're fine. So like if you cancel them, they haven't got emotions. That's not going to hurt them. And actually they, they're humans and they have feelings too. And we as well, like this whole cancel culture, like (laughs) none of us are perfect either. So all these people are then out there canceling like other people really like look at yourself in the mirror because I'm pretty sure you haven't gone through your life being an absolute angel. Like nobody has, everybody's done things wrong. Like we said, it's part being human. You make mistakes, you fail, you learn, you grow. So this like idea of cancel culture on these big celebrities, if they're never allowed to do anything wrong, which is like just throwing stones while you're in a glass house. Like you definitely have done things wrong in your life too, yet you've been forgiven and people have given you another chance. You've been allowed to learn from your mistake, but it doesn't we do not translate that into celebrities we are just so much we're so like disconnected to them as if they're not real but they are just real people and we should just give them grace if they mess up you should give them grace to like forgive them let them apologize and also like let them let rectify the situation also before you decide to go and cancel them like find out what even is the two sides of the story because I feel like a lot of the stuff that people get cancelled for as well is very much you know like one side of a story and the facts never properly like looked at everyone's just jumping on it and and like it's just an opportunity for the trolls and everything to come out and people to just get their anger out and just use this as an outlet when that's really not healthy yeah the thing as well with putting people on pedestals I think is that some people aren't even asked upon that pedestal you know like when people are looked up to in the in like um in the public eye and then people are like I can't believe they did that it's such a bad role model but they've not even asked to be that role model like you've just created that from your thoughts and you've perceive that onto them like oh they're a role model for young people but most people in the public eye don't even ask for that obviously everybody wants to be interpreted in a certain way and they want to kind of 
be respected. Like, so for example, us, we're, we're very careful on what we say in a way because we want to inspire people, empower people. So we care what you guys think. But at the same time, you can't put us on a pedestal and say you're absolutely perfect because everyone's human and a lot of people that get put on pedestals they don't ask to be put there and we're going to get into Brittany but there's actually a fabulous part um in that where do you, you know Grace when this guy says to her or it might have been a woman about how um she was like oh but all the kids are looking up to you um like talking about the way she dances and something like that and she just so goes right. well I'm not here to babysit her kids and I was like oh my god yeah yeah, yeah isn't it yes she's not she's just doing her she's not here to babysit your kids or be a role model so if you give her that title then that's your responsibility but some people don't want to be role models so just let them be themselves yeah because Brittany was just um she was just putting her art out there she's being a singer mm. she's being a dancer that is her art that's her craft and yeah but come what comes along with having your art being that or being a movie star or something is that you are heavily in the public eye so you are put on that role model title even when you don't ask for it um so yeah we should you just gotta remember guys (laughs) they're normal people too just like us yeah especially with like um jokes and stuff i think sometimes it's really easy to like fall into like Oh, it's funny because they're a celebrity make a joke, but when you actually knuckle down to it, if you if you wouldn't turn around and say that to your friend or a family member or something like that, if you, if it's generally cruel, then mm. don't say it to a celebrity you don't know because they are so human. Yes, and as we've observed from um, obviously the free Britney documentary that we watched, but also it was the anniversary this week obviously this is coming out next yeah so when this episode's out it will have been last week it was the anniversary of the death of caroline flack and she was somebody who was massively like shamed all the time for behavior of what she did in her her relationship choices everything and was always shamed by the press and attacked to the point where you know it was damaging her mental health and unfortunately things ended in a very sad circumstances but you know you people writing all these horrible articles about people you need to remember like the person reading that is a real person it's a real human like you writing these things would you would you want your daughter to read that about themselves or your friend like they at the end of the day they are just real people with real feelings so yeah this whole like just the the media in general and the the comments and the things they write up about people but combined with this cancel culture it's really not a nice part of society that we've like created that we really need to dismantle yeah exactly we have to like take back our power in form to that because it is just a huge huge money-making scheme and i feel like especially they will prey on women and in just break them down to the bone until they can't take any longer and it literally is infuriating it honestly is so i really hope we can help empower women to to be strong and know they're strong because it is disgusting and i just hope that since it's been a year obviously since caroline passed away sadly and i really hope some things have changed because i feel like it did shake up a lot Mm. and i would hate her name to go in vain because it it was just terrible so I'm really happy that we can actually speak about this and bring some light to it because it actually rewinded. Yeah, I couldn't have imagined that me and you would have a podcast and be talking about things like this. So I know, I know, I know. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And I think things like this, like what we're going to speak about in terms of this Britney um, 
the Free Britney documentary and all everything that's happened to her. Like things like this aren't always easy to speak about because obviously loads of people have loads of opinions about stuff like this. They've got loads of opinions on like feminism and all things like this. It's not always the easiest thing to talk about, but like the way that we're going to take our power back is by speaking about it and, and bringing light to it and sharing what we feel about it and getting other people thinking about it as well, because we aren't just doing this for us and the all the women right now that are in this current time. It's what the work that we as women do now to discuss things like this and be open to talking to our friends about it and questioning things that we've always been told and believed and read and questioning the way like media has treated women in the past. If we do that, we are not we are also helping all the women that are going to come after us like if the small like people feel like they're insignificant and what they have to contribute to society and change isn't going to do much but if we all just raise if we all just have more awareness about it, if we're all just more conscious about this part of like our lives and society as a whole and question things more like as a collective and small baby step like gross like marginal gains every day that's going to build up to a big change and we were even speaking before we started recording like even just in the last 10 years like in terms of like influencers you know openly speaking about women's sensuality and not removing the shame from it and sharing you know a lot of like um reviews on like women's pleasure toys and all things like this even stuff like that now like even just like 10 years ago was not a thing so we have come a long way in a short space of time and that's amazing but I just think if we all just keep doing it and keep showing up to it and keep being aware of it and open to it we are not just helping ourselves and every every other woman that's alive right now we're helping all of our daughters our future grandchildren everybody all the women to come after us we are helping them as well because small marginal gains every single day by everybody doing something and thinking about it is what changes the way that society functions and the way it thinks yeah I think you just have to do your part and not live in fear I think so many people um can live in fear out of fear of saying the wrong thing and not not knowing enough not knowing where they stand but that's like us now we're we're learning we're growing we're sharing it with you guys because we want to do our part like through society we we have come so far and but we still have a long way to go that's what I feel but but like you said it's just those baby steps every single day and I always think that when like if I call someone out and I almost don't want to we've spoke about this on the podcast before how I think when you become um kind of like more empowered and you kind of know know how you want society to change obviously you have to start with yourself like how do you want to show up in order to inspire other people to show up and I think within that sometimes you do have to really call people out and sometimes I'm really like I just don't want to but then I always just think do your part if you want to see a change or if anything annoys you like if you say something about feminism or anything and that lights are firing you and you think that's not right then you do your part stand up for what you believe in and then at least you know when you got to the end of your life you know you did some good you you did your part and everybody else that did their part in the past you've not like you've not wasted all their efforts like we're we're always trying every day to like build equality yes exactly and like this idea of cancel culture it feeds into that um scared mindset of people who are scared to even like 
form their own opinion or speak out because they're scared they're going to get cancelled if it's not the right opinion or whatever. But no, like you take it into your own hands, you empower yourself, you learn what you want to learn, you make up your own mind on it. Um, Everyone can have different opinions about all this stuff, but people should be opening up their minds to it and not be scared of it at all. And I think the council culture stuff like feeds into people being scared to even just dip their toe in and like explore it because they're scared that, you know, they will get cancelled. But we do not advocate cancelling on this podcast. No one's getting cancelled over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So going on to the documentary, I don't know if anybody has watched it. It's called Framing Brittany. And it it basically covers how what she went through throughout her life in order to get to where she is now. So she's not actually included in the documentary, but it's people that were close to her and they have really shone a light on the way she was treated by the media and how it led to her kind of like breakdown, would you say, and to where she is now. And I think it's been another huge wake up call as to the way women can be dragged through the mud so bad by the tabloids. Mm. Yeah, I um, was really shocked when I watched it because when her her early career started in like 2000, I was literally like four years old then. So I was not, um, I was not obviously listening to music or aware of what was in the newspapers at that young age. So the only time that I properly got introduced to Britney and who she is was when she'd shaved her head and she was in all the papers all the time being made out to be this insane woman um, who just completely lost it and was constantly being shamed. And so that's, that is, that's my memory of Brittany. Like I, I was too young to remember um, her in her early stages of career. I, my like memories of her are of all these like tabloid things. Even I can look back and obviously like, remembering what's in a newspaper out of all the things that are significant in your life that doesn't seem that significant but she was plastered everywhere that even me Mm. at that age I still remember that now remember seeing those images and what just shocked me so much was then I I I obviously just saw all of that in the newspaper I didn't really like I feel like yeah I didn't start thinking oh Brittany like she's crazy I think I just didn't really care I just didn't really I didn't take it in that much, but obviously I observed it. So I saw what was there, but actually watching this documentary and seeing all, all the, the lead up to that and her career before that and everything that happened to her before that, that I had never seen before because I was too young to have seen it. I was so shocked. And I also was not surprised by how she ended up behaving in like 2007, Brittany, which was when she was all over the papers, like with a shaved head and stuff. I'm literally not surprised. She was oh my God, she was pushed to the absolute limit. Like I'm surprised she didn't do anything more than what she did because she was literally tormented. Like everything, everything that's happened to her, everything that she did that she was shamed for, it was not like her out of her own choices doing that. Like she was literally being driven insane by the people around her, the media, like everyone. Like I couldn't believe it when I watched it. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like so inhumane what the way that she was treated. And it's sad because I feel like that is still happening to certain degrees today, even though that was quite yeah. long ago. And yeah, there's a part in the documentary where they're like, mental health was never discussed back then. And it's so true. It wasn't like back then. What year was it? 2004 when she shaved her head? 
I think it might have been 2007. 2007. And yeah, it's so true. Like I remember seeing those images as well. Like they will literally never leave your mind. And I remember thinking, oh my God, it's a crazy woman. But like, I hope that to God, if anything like that happened today, we would have more compassion towards it. And we would think, oh my God, this woman is struggling mentally because she's been pushed to her absolute limits all for the the benefit of their own like the paparazzi were just pushing and pushing and pushing and then once she's at breaking point they're making even more money off her so it's like a win-win for them which is just disgusting like when I was watching it I was gonna take notes and do you know what I wrote in my notes I wrote disgusting in capital letters <laughs> nothing else it literally was like I felt mm. so bad for her when I was watching it and the shaved head thing like I don't I do not think she went into that um hairdressers and was like shave my head because she was like insane she i i think she was doing that out of just just a subconscious drive that she just didn't want attention anymore she didn't want to be touched she didn't want attention anymore she was so like leading up to this she was so overly sexualized like she it was so bad so and then she's literally been stalked by paparazzi and she can't do wrong from right like she can't do anything without anybody commenting on it and like literally yeah, like just pulling her apart for mainly for like financial gain for forever. All the all the magazines you sell by talking about all of this because obviously, like I don't even think social media was really around then. So the way you got gossip then was through tabloid magazines. So obviously, they want to write the craziest stuff because the more weird it is, the more magazines they're going to sell. But if you like, if you like, notice like within the police force a lot of like the really high ranking women in the police have really short hair. And it's like this, this, this thing about women's hair, obviously men don't have long hair unless they choose to grow out, but typically men don't, but women do. And it's, it's, it's considered an attractive part of a woman. Like is it, it's a sexualized part of them is their hair. So I'm not surprised that she went and shaved her hair off because I think that was just her just trying to like take back some more control over not wanting to be sexualized all the time and photographed all the time and touched. And she wanted everyone to leave her alone. And what I was saying before about the police, like if you notice a lot of the really high ranking women in the police that are the ones that like appear on the news and stuff like that, because they're right at the top, a lot of them have short hair. And it's because that is a very male run, you know, business, the police. And a lot of the women in there cut their hair like that. So that they are then seen on the same level as men. So they can still be those powerful women and not be like sexualized in any way like hair is a big part of it but she was made out to be like an absolute nut job for shaving her hair but I actually think that there was a, a deeper subconscious drive behind that of wanting to not have that kind of attention like that kind of like sexualized attention um that was her sort of like taking her power back Yeah, she literally couldn't win. And I feel like anyone, whether you're a celebrity or not, no one could have coped with that level of harassment. Like, it was actually horrific. Everyone has a breaking point. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really not surprised. Even though to the world, I feel like everyone was so shocked. Like, oh my God, someone in the public eye has done this, blah, blah. Like, I'm not surprised she acted like that because how could she even cope with that? Like, it's just crazy. Um, And there's also this part in the documentary which infuriated me (laughs) 
where this guy and this is one thing as well about the documentary is that they go back on a lot of old interviews and they kind of drop little hints as to the way that she was treated like you said grace how she was sexualized the whole time they drop little um interviews in and you think oh that that really doesn't sound right and i hope that things like this today would not pass but i don't know but there's this part where this guy says um so Brittany you're a bit of a contradiction like you're so virginal and innocent and then on the other hand you're sexy in your underwear and I just thought what the hell I and I feel like actually this is still very raw today it's like people are no women sorry and men to a certain degree are always put in boxes like you can only be one thing if you like love your body and you flaunt it all of a sudden you're a slut or it's a bit cheap it's a bit weird but then if you hide your body you you're seen as like yeah this kind of like virgin frigid you literally cannot win and I hate that word like you're a contradiction I honestly think as women we should be a contradiction we can be so many different things and that's one thing growing up we're always taught to be we're always taught to put ourselves in boxes like which path do you want to take? What career do you want to take? What personality traits? Do you want to be quiet? Do you want to be loud? Do you want to be bubbly? Do you want to be crazy? I don't know. Like you're always taught like, oh, once you take that path, you have to go down that path. Mm. But I think we should really learn on unwinding that. Like we don't have to be one thing. You can be a contradiction. You can be shy. You can be insecure. But then the next day you could be loving your body and flying around. Like just be what you want to be. So that is why that bit infuriated me. Yeah, I think that that whole there was a big theme in that documentary about her like virginity being sexualized and it's like why is that even up for debate? What I know mm. this was a while ago and things have changed even from then but still women's sensuality is not they're still not properly allowed to own it. They're still shamed for it. They're still shunned away from talking about it and um yeah, like you can't win. You put you, whatever way you behave whether you are like more you are more reserved in that sense then you are frigid and weird but if you're not then you're a slut and you're slut shamed you literally can't win but that was a huge theme of that documentary was how sexualized her virginity was and it's like why is that even up for a debate because she is just a woman with huge talent of singing and performing and holding a stage creating music that is she's got such a powerful gift she's got such a strong art form why is it even in an interview a dis, up for discussion about whether she's a virgin or not i don't even understand what mm. like why that was even common news why why they like and i you know i hope that you know things like that don't really come up in interviews now with like female um artists and stuff but i mean i don't know um I mean, I'm not a female music artist, but it's like, why was that even a discussion? Like, it's none of your business. And I just think it's absolutely insane because even now, like, it's still up for discussion that women's um, centrality, whatever they choose or do not choose to do, is still up for discussion. Like, when we did that bonus episode, which was all um, after the Zoella, where she got cancelled. Again, cancel culture. She got cancelled from being part of the school syllabus where they were telling, like, GCSE or or A-level students to basically go and reference her work for like a media uh, GCSE or something like that. She got removed from that syllabus because now her work was not appropriate um, because she, on her website, which is a website made for like women 25 years plus, were they'd done an article all about female pleasure toys, reviewing them, and she got 
cancelled and slammed by the media for reviewing sex toys to her 16-year-old audience. She doesn't have a 16-year-old audience, but it's just like even now, it's still up for discussion. If so, if so, Ella had done a, um, say it was like women's spirituality, everybody, like people, women's spirituality, their emotional well-being, their sensuality, all their, how they are in their finances, their career, their friendships, all this is really important, really important parts of them that make you who you are. And it's really important to be open and, and understand all those parts of you and be proud of who you are in, and where you stand in all those different parts of you because you're unique in every different part we don't walk around talking about women's spirituality and, oh, you are believe in the universe and, oh, you believe in Christianity. Oh, you don't believe in anything at all. Let's all discuss this and shame each other for it. Like that's not something that we talk about because it's just not a narrative in society yet. Women's sensuality, which is on the same level as their spirituality. It's a big part of them that is up to them, what they want to believe, say, and do. That is not for discussion. If Zoella had done an article about the reviewing the best crystals for your spiritual journey, that would not cause her to get cancelled. Yet this same part of say spirituality and your sensuality are both just as important parts of you. Yet women are still to this day not allowed to speak about their sensuality and be open about it, speak about it with their friends because they're we're all scared into talking about it with each other and just shamed, shamed, shamed all the time for it. And Brittany was shamed on a whole nother level. Like how dare people ask her are you still a virgin? Mm-hmm. All this stuff. Why is that anything to do with her work? Why is that anything to do with, it's none of your business. Like, and that narrative, like I, we have all grown up absorbing it. So all these women have grown up absorbing that, that, that you, you can't do right or wrong. You literally cannot win. And that creates so much like pain for, for, for women. And then when they are like stepping into their power and being shameless about this and owning it, and you know, there's a lot of influence out there that are like spreading really important messages in this movement of, and openly speaking about the, these kind of things for, for women get absolutely attacked for it still. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It infuriates me. And this whole thing about like women, I feel like it stems from people thinking that women don't deserve pleasure. And I feel like that is so deep rooted. Like it goes so far back. And I feel, I feel like it's a way to oppress women and to keep them take away their power by being like men are like more sexual beings and we're just here to like procreate and not, and we don't deserve pleasure. And I think that's why it's really important. This like new movement that we're seeing like everywhere, women talking way more about like pleasure, owning their pleasure, owning sensuality and everything like that, because that is certainly something that I feel like is very new. And I'm really, Mm. really happy because I feel like that's a whole nother level of us taking back our power and like proper goddess energy. Like, and as well, it's just crazy that you, you could be shamed for something that's so, so natural. Like we all, like have felt shame to a certain degree around like sex sensuality and it's like that is one of the most natural things about us that's just what we do and then it's like yeah why do we feel shame for that like it's absolutely crazy we don't feel shame for like love for like smiling for like random natural acts so why do we feel shame for that but that is that is what we're taught to feel and I feel like as well with especially with the way we view women's bodies in a way I think it's so de-rooted within us like I even see it in myself like 
say you might notice a girl or say if you hear something about someone's sexual past, it's very easy to quickly judge. And I mm. think that's just because we've, that's the way we're brought up when you're in high school, you go around, you judge, like it, it's very natural. But the important thing is like becoming aware of how unhelpful that is and how it's, it's literally just a reflection of your own insecurities. And it's, it's just, it's just bizarre. We literally don't need to, but like, Bio's speaking about this and realizing that it's really not helpful to comment on other people's sex life or anything like that. And it's completely their own decision. That awareness is is what we need to move forward. Because I feel like in the past, we didn't have that awareness. It was like, oh, she's a slut. Oh, she's not. And that was about it. But now I think people are really coming to terms with the fact that it's none of your business. Like literally none of your business. And they can do what they want. Hey guys, just interrupting the episode to introduce you to our brand new sponsor, Skillshare. We are always talking about the importance of educating yourself, learning new things, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That's why we're really happy to introduce you to this amazing platform. Skillshare is an online learning community with meaning. Their aim is to deliver effective courses which are super accessible and easy to use. They offer a range of creative courses such as graphic design, photography and fine art, but as well as as well as creative courses they also have courses on business analytics entrepreneurship and marketing there is something for everyone and we are both currently making our way through some of the courses and absolutely loving them yes we are always saying that knowledge is power and investing in yourself is one of the most valuable things you will ever do they have twenty-seven thousand courses so you can make your way through and see what sticks out to you because it will definitely be something for you And the best part is Skillshare have kindly given our listeners a two-week free trial. And after that, it's £14 per month for unlimited access to all the courses. And you can cancel at any time. So even if you do your trial and you're not too keen, you can just cancel before it ends. Also, the best thing about Skillshare is they are not super long courses, which you have to dedicate yourself to. Some of the courses are just one or two hours long. So think about how many courses you could fit into two weeks. You can literally learn so much for free. It's a no-brainer. So if you want to learn a new range of skills, start a new hobby or study how to grow your own business without the heavy price tag, then head to skillshare.eqcm.net forward slash finding your feet that's a mouthful of a link and we've left it in the show notes you can easily go through there and get started but that's all for now let's go on with the episode yeah it's actually wild like and I'm so glad that people are becoming more aware of it and the more that like I'm becoming aware of it that like through the books that I'm reading like the conversation I'm having like with like with you um the more that I'm becoming aware of it, the more I'm becoming aware of how much absolute trash we were fed growing up. Like, because mm. you fir- the first step to like healing something is awareness because we- without awareness, you cannot heal anything. So I'm like fully aware of all this stuff now. So even now, like in my day-to-day life, I like observe myself doing things or thoughts come up or whatever. And I've got to this point now where I'm like, I feel more like the observer, uh, the observer of my like thoughts. I guess that's probably through like um, consistently meditating and stuff like that. It helps you put yourself into that position where you become the observer. Why do I keep saying observer? <laughs> where you become the observer of your thought processes and what's going on in your mind rather than being like it's actually coming from you. It's like this disconnect and you, you just, yeah, you're sat on a chair kind of watching it going on 
and observing it rather than you feeling like it's actually you doing it. And I've just started to realize how, how much trash we were fed when we were younger, that it still just churns around us so deep, so deeply subconscious rooted that then comes up and causes like painful emotions. And I think when you like commit to doing the work on yourself of, of just working on yourself in general, of meditating, journaling, all this stuff, you gain such a, such a more deeper awareness of who you are and, um, you know, what your like monkey mind runs around saying what like your soul and like your higher self is like how, how they, how, how you truly think and who you truly are. When you start to become really more aware of like what I just cannot believe some of the things that run around like deep into my, in my mind. And I can pinpoint exactly where they've come through, come from. And like some of them come from this, this narrative of what we've just spoken about um, in this episode of, of this shame for just women all the time, like and how they were attacked in the tabloids for their, their body image and their sensuality and everything they couldn't do right from wrong. A lot of it comes from that. So even now when like, you know, I, I start thinking things that I just know aren't right. And I'm like, where am I thinking that? Where has that come from? And if I like journal about it, I can like literally pinpoint to where, where it is. You still feel the pain of it. You still feel like that's how deep rooted it is. You still feel the emotion of what's going on of, of you still feel the emotion of the, from the cut, the effect of that deep rooted, unhelpful, weird narrative that women have adopted. That's so unhealthy you still feel the like painful emotion that evokes but now what's the point where I'm like I feel the emotion I see this thought and I'm like that's so wrong and I'm like now I'm trying to unwire all this from you but it's made me realize how filled up with trash we all actually are and we are going through our lives like just making choices doing things really run by this story like you know we've done our episodes about like change your beliefs change your life and how how much your belief system runs your life but a lot of our belief system we haven't even like wanted to adopt ourselves it's been put on us and it's not right like it's unhealthy and it's not correct like it's so wrong and it's so disempowering and it is not not at all for our like our true higher self like it's not it doesn't serve us in any way yet it's it's run through us so much and I've just thought yeah I've just started to realize recently how how much trash like I've been filled with growing up and I'm just like I'm just trying to take it all out but it's hard and it takes a long time because we've literally grown up looking and, and absorbing all of this like we are sponges and we literally walk like walk through our lives now with this narrative running our choices without us even realizing yeah exactly I think that's why becoming aware of the stories that you're telling yourself is is definitely the first step in rewriting them and it's so true that whatever as we're growing up whatever we are kind of thrown into that becomes our reality because I was actually just thinking like imagine like tabloid magazines stuff like that are a great example because for some reason I feel like there's absolutely no line where it comes inappropriate or harsh like the stuff that they used to plaster on those magazines is absolutely disgusting and everyone just turned by an eye because it's like oh it's just tabloid magazines it's just what they do but it really was disgusting but imagine if like those magazines like all the time would worship women's bodies uh cellulite rolls everything that's deemed like unattractive which is actually just naturally beautiful imagine if that from all our lives was plastered saying this is beautiful imagine the views and the beliefs that we would have yeah yeah it would be so different because that is what what we've interpreted that becomes our beliefs that's why it is our responsibility now to identify like what what are my views about my body or like 
my kind of beliefs in myself, my career wise and stuff like that. Like what are my beliefs? And if there are unhealthy negative ones, where did they come from? And once you identify that, you can start rewriting them through journaling, through meditation, everything like that. But yeah, it's really important that you know and identify where they've come from. Like you said, journaling is really good. Like if you start thinking about like, oh my God, I always have that thought come up. Where did that come from? And start writing about it and get to the core of like why you think that. And then it helps you realize how untrue that is and how much it's actually not serving you. You can just rewrite it. Yeah, because we literally were not our thoughts. And like a lot of these like weird insecurities and like painful thoughts that we have, we have not adopted ourselves. Like our true self would never inflict pain on ourselves. Like we've adopted this through a weird narrative from society that we just need to let go of. And the other thing about like tabloids and how they would like, you know, you're saying about cellulite and they'd shame body image and be like, oh, a beach, who looked better on the beach? Um, Mm -hmm. Like pitting women against their bikini bodies and like, yeah, oh, look at this, this person, they've gained so much weight. Aren't they so awful? Let's shame them. Like that was just always what we used to read all the time. And you literally grow up absorbing that, but that is so not normal. Like your, your body is beautiful exactly as is. And also nobody, nobody has the right to comment on it. It's yours. And you, and this is the thing, like, it's just, it goes so deep. It literally completely disconnects you from your body and from owning your own body. Like it, it's your body. You, are, you are the only one that has an opinion of it. Nobody else has the right to make any comments about it. Like, and what I'm like love about like this body positivity movement is how much that is actually, how much that is positively impacting people. And I want that to keep going. And there's so many people that are like, take the piss out of it and are like, take, like, like, oh yeah, um, you know, it's just like skinny girls, but they're just bending over to make rolls and they're just doing it for likes and da da da. No, they're not. And actually, the same way when we grew up and we would see Britney with a shaved head on a magazine or Kerry Katona being shamed for gaining weight, I, I remember she was always in it saying, oh, she's mm. gained weight, da da da. Like, all that was what we always saw whether we actually actively read those magazines or not it was in our awareness and we like subconsciously consumed it the same way now through this like body positivity movement like this anti-filter movement that people are doing um that is just showing up on your feed all the time and whether you engage with that post or not whether you read the caption or not it's a constant subconscious reminder of your body's actually like beautiful as it is. Here's, here's another woman showing you and like showing her energy of that. She loves her body and she is proud of it and feels empowered about and owns it. And whether you literally sit there and absorb that, that like post or not and spend five minutes looking at it, if you just scroll past it, it's still doing something really powerful. It's still a tiny little reminder of it's okay to be you it's okay to look how you naturally look. You actually don't need to change yourself for anybody. You don't need to lose weight to be accepted. You don't need to look a certain way to be loved. You can be loved and love yourself as you are. And that is what women need to hear. And that is what is, I, that, yeah. So I'm a big supporter of that body positivity movement. And I just think anybody that is like trying to slam it and is saying that people are just doing it for likes, you do not understand the real huge positive impact that that's having on people. And I salute and I applaud and I'm grateful for every single brave woman that is out there, whether they've got a big platform or a small platform, it doesn't matter. Any woman that is showing up on social media and showing 
themselves owning their body in that way or showing themselves with the half filter on half filter not and saying how it's okay to have texture on your skin it's okay to have spots okay to have all this normal stuff that we have I and and also all the all the women on the on the on the movement of not of removing the shame out of women's sensuality and openly reviewing female pleasure toys and talking about all this stuff and talking about sex and all these things that we're made to feel like we're not allowed to speak about. I'm so grateful for them because they are, they are being brave and they are taking loads of trolls and loads of hate for our sake, for us to all benefit from that. And, and yeah, I just, a a clap for them because what they're doing is absolutely amazing. And I'm sure that everybody listens to this podcast has definitely observed it as well and been touched by it and it's helped move their mind forward. And, um, yeah, we just need to keep going in that way because this is how we take back our power. This is how we stop our own pain and suffering that has been inflicted on us through this really subconscious narrative. And we rise up to be the the women that we're always meant to be and we do what we're meant to what we're meant to do like I really think that like your sensuality is really um connected to like your life force energy and like your money energy and all that stuff like and if you if you're going around shaming women all the time around their sensuality and they're confused about what how they should even show up in that area and what's right and what's wrong and actually there is no right and wrong you can be however you want to be let's be contradictive like you don't need to be in a box you can do whatever you want if like if women are showing up in that way it leads off into other parts of their life like making them stay small with like their body image and you aren't enough if you don't look like this model here or whatever and you need to just not talk about your sensuality at all not connect that part of you you need to stay away from that that is just keeping us small in other parts of our lives in our careers in in how we just show up every day it's making us act small like it feeds into a bigger part of us and um when you start to become aware of that aware of like why you feel the way you do what are these you're not meant to feel like negative emotions like sure we get pain pain comes through life that's really important but it's as like as on a healing journey you're not going to feel like sunshine and roses every single day but generally as a whole your human existence is not supposed to be painful yet so many women every day are waking up and looking in the mirror and feeling pain and saying automatically saying mean things to themselves and not giving themselves love and denying their um their sensuality not engaging in that part of them and all this stuff like every day they're waking up and inflicting pain and feeling pain through something they've adopted that is not them it's not your higher self it's not it's not serving you at all and when you gain awareness of that you start to realize where this narrative is playing out in your own life and you might first get really angry and you'll turn into the you know the raging feminist that people always complain about you then you move into like yeah just deeper awareness and healing and removing all of that from you and it's it's very liberating and it's very powerful and everyone should do it. And I hope that like us talking about this now is, is empowering you to think, to have a little think about why you think what you think when you look in the mirror and why, why you feel the way you do when you think about your own sensuality and everything. So yeah, I mean, I should talk about this all day, but (laughs) (laughs) no, going back to that whole body positivity and people almost getting bored of body positivity 
Oh my God. That when I first read that, I was like, what mm. the hell? That is literally just another way to take back the power. It's like yeah. women are controlled. Like, oh, let's make them hate their bodies. Let's prey on all their insecurities. Let's make money off them. Let's keep them in this box and take away their power. And now in the last, it doesn't really feel like that long ago, but like, especially this whole body positivity movement, because obviously it's like all over Instagram and stuff like that. People mm. are starting to accept their flaws. And then People have the audacity to turn around and say, oh, this is getting a bit boring now. People are milking this. How are we milking it? We've been oppressed for like hundreds and hundreds of years. We've been controlled by like our reflection in the mirror. And now all of a sudden women are taking back ownership of their body. And it's like, um, calm down. Oh, somebody's already done that. Like, it, I just find that absolutely yeah. crazy. Like, please, anyone that's listening, if you've ever thought, oh, I want to celebrate my body. I want to share something. And then thought, oh, I don't know, it's getting a bit mainstream. We'll be mainstream. We want this to be mainstream. We want yeah. this to be the new thing. We want people to love their bodies. Like, that's what we want. So never, ever give in to those people saying stupid comments like that. Like, I literally find it disgusting. Mm-hmm. And um, as well, like, the tabloids, I was saying to Grace before this, because um, it just kind of reflected to me that so many people can live in fear. So this is quite funny. So, like, when I was growing up, I used to always say to my mom mum I'm gonna be famous and I don't know how I don't know where I don't know what but I always say mum I'm gonna be famous you're manifesting it (laughs) my ego was like I'm gonna be famous honey I don't know what but I was like I've got a vision and she's like okay sure and then I'll never forget there's like this little shop where I live and I'd always go in it all the time and there was always the magazines in the same place and I remember so many times walking past these magazines and seeing these horrible things slammed about women's bodies about like especially like relationship choice stuff like that like oh 30 and single or something stupid like that yeah and I remember reading them all the time and then I remember thinking one day and I must have been so young I remember thinking do you know what I never want to be famous because I don't want to be picked on and torn apart on the same way that those women are and then I just thought back to it before when I thought about that and I thought how sad that I mm-hmm. felt like that. But then... The, the, at what, eight eight years old or however young, young you were, you were already internalising that you need to play small in your life. Yeah, exactly. And that is why so many women live in fear because even at eight years old or however, however mm. old I was, I was like having this fear inflicted into me. Like if you show your authentic self, if you own yourself and take back your power and um be kind of like proud of who you are you're gonna get slammed and Mm. it's crazy it makes me think if I felt like that it makes me think how many other people are playing small to yeah to not and like not leveling up the game especially like career-wise what what Mm. rooms are they not stepping into because they feel like they're gonna be shamed so I mean I'm glad I've kind of let go of that belief I don't care what people think (laughs) especially because like in life I feel like so many people can have so many opinions of you and like we said, it's actually not normal to be like slammed of all these horrible opinions. But whatever anyone's opinion is of you, it's just a reflection of their own views. It's not you, you as a person. Only you know like your true authentic self and everyone has their own perceived version of you. Like even me and Grace, like I have a version of Grace, which I love to bits, but I have a version <laughs> of Grace and then somebody down the road will have a completely different version of who they think Grace is. But Grace knows for a fact who she is at her absolute core and that's all that matters. So like, I know that for a fact. So whether I become famous or not, I don't care because I know for a fact that every day I wake up and I work on being a good person and I try and show up and I mess up sometimes, but I try and show up as a person I want to be. So I think remembering that 
it does kind of bring you back to thinking actually it doesn't matter what people say because most of the time they're literally just reflecting their own pain onto you mm-hmm. and as long as you know who you are as a person you you take back your power and you think actually no tabloids or anything or no trolls online can really affect you that much because you know yourself that you're a good person and whatever they're reflecting onto you is their own shit that they're just pushing onto you yeah 100% and the thing that annoys me so much about this and like about the 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 narrative in the Britney documentary about her whatever she did was just being so sexualized whatever her choice was she was being questioned on it and that narrative and what you were saying where you were like well, if I become famous, if I become a successful, famous person in the public eye, I'm going to get attacked. So I'm not going to do that. How many people, how many girls going through their life playing small because of deep rooted subconscious beliefs like that, that maybe they picked up when they were eight years old and they haven't even addressed it now. And they're in their adult life and they're, they're living a life a certain way that they're not actually finding that fulfilling. And they're not actually going after the, what they want. They're not actually going after what they're passionate about. They're not working on their passion. They're not starting a business that they've always dreamed of doing. They're not going for a job that they've always dreamed of doing or moving to a new city and doing something that playing small because it's fed back into this. So people are like, Oh yeah, women are the they equal rights. They are, they are pretty equal and all and, oh, right. Yeah. Just shut up talking about this. Oh, body positivity is boring, but it's all of these small little baby steps that we make by speaking about this, all these a day by day, these one post, like Instagram post by Instagram post of people empowering themselves and spreading this message. It is feeding back into this idea that women need to stop playing small because they do. And if you are a guy and you're sitting here and listening to this and you're thinking, no, they don't, then please go and address what you're thinking about because we are made to feel that way through it's so deep rooted and it's so subconscious and it's not okay. And I am not here for it. And I want every, every, everyone listening to this podcast to be playing big in their life. Like we only get one life. We're only here on this earth for a short amount of time. We haven't got time to be playing small, especially when we've all got a really important, unique talent and gift to share with the world. How dare we play small and hide it from people? We are doing a disservice to ourselves and our fellow humans by not sharing our talents with the world because we're too scared because we need to play small. We're scared about what people think. At the end of the day, who cares what people think? Because you never, like, you just can't seem to win at all with this, this narrative of, with being a woman. So just literally be a bulldozer and do whatever you want because who cares who actually cares because everyone's going to like people are always going to talk so yeah exactly you just need to be that contradiction be whatever the hell you want and show up as you want to be and yeah just release all judgment on what people say because no matter what you do people will say something so that's why I think if you just be your authentic self then you're never going to lose because you're just being your authentic self Exactly. And it's, people are always going to judge you, but if you can lose the judgment of yourself by ridding yourself of these toxic narratives that you've, you've been raised to think subconsciously absorb, if you rid yourself of that, then you aren't judging yourself anymore. When you take that judgment off yourself, you're the one that you're around day by day. If you stop judging you, then you can really step into your authentic self and you can really start living as you because you know exactly who you are and you are proud of who you are and you know that you are living authentically to you and that is the best thing that you can do in your time on this earth. So whatever anybody else says, who freaking cares? Because 
you are being exactly who you are and that is your life purpose is to authentically be you well I don't know about (laughs) you but I'm feeling so empowered I feel like I could go and take on the world (laughs) so yeah um empowering chats but we literally like it's all in our power we can fuel the fire by reading these gossip articles by sharing them by talking to other people gossiping about celebrities and women in the media and shaming them shaming women online who are who are you know promoting the body positivity movement shaming women online who are promoting the um women's sensuality movement all this stuff we can fuel the fire by behaving in that way or we can equally be as powerful and dampen the fire and stomp it out by not paying attention and not reading those silly gossip articles and sharing them and talking about it and, and giving it attention. If they will not, I know that this is far fetched me saying this, saying they're not going to, they're not going to write these stories if we don't give it attention, <laughs> but baby steps, marginal gains. Don't underestimate your unique power to change the world as just who you are as a person. If all of us are doing it, then that's a lot of people not engaging in that toxic uh, narrative in the media and that's a lot of people calling the tabloids out on what they're writing and what they're saying and pulling them up on it that's how we create change so we c- we are powerful we can keep this going by adding fuel to the fire by just sitting back and observing it and watching it and or we can stop it by not giving our time and attention to silly tabloids and things like that and calling them up on things we yeah, the power is in our hands, guys. So let's do our our bit. Let's do our duty of cleaning up society. And um, for us now and for all the women to come after us, for our future children, for all the girls to come to us, I want my daughter to grow up in a better society than what it is right now, especially around how women are made to feel and how girls are made to feel as they're growing up around their bodies and everything. I do not want her to grow up absorbing all this stuff. And I'm sure that you don't want your children or any uh, whoever to do that after so the power's in our hands to change this yeah i think the most crucial thing is baby steps and that thing marginal mm. gains one percent better every day if you look at the whole picture you're going to feel overwhelmed so yeah just pushing yourself out your comfort zone every day and having those conversations like if this episode sparks something in you go home yeah. and have a conversation with i don't know your parents your boyfriend everything bring it up to think say what do you think about this see what their thoughts are and the more you kind of bring it up and the more you chat about it the more it's going to become normalized to change the behavior and to change the narratives in society but without opening our mouths and kind of like speaking our truth we're not going to push past and move forward so yeah that's my task for you go go and talk to someone about this send it to your friend first the episode and then yeah go and talk to someone um in in your circle about it yeah because it all starts all all big like societal change it starts at home it starts at the dinner table it starts with how you're speaking within your own families within your own home within your own friendship circles because then that's what goes out into the world and then they're all mixing with different people and if we're more open and questioning about like this weird patriarch how do you say it (laughs) patriarch yeah if we're if we're going out and we're talking and being open and questioning it that's how we make change because without awareness we can't change anything and we can't heal anything so if we continue to be unaware we continue to walk through and not talk about these things because it's hard to talk about it's a bit awkward it's a bit taboo then we're never going to change so awareness is the first step so we need to like share the awareness 
within our own circle. So yeah, send this episode to somebody and have a fabulous discussion about it afterwards. Um, but we'll wrap up the episode there and we'll just leave you with an empowering quote of the week. Um, so it is, scream so that one day, a hundred years from now, another sister will not have to dry her tears wondering where in history she lost her voice. That is honestly powerful. It gives me goosebumps. It is. It is. I will scream it really every day. Is. Yes. Scream every know. single day. Um, yeah, we don't want any more women treated the like how Britney has. Like it's and her and many others, all all the others that came before her and more that have come after. It's wrong and it needs to stop. So thanks for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> no it does i think the britney thing is going to unfold more as well i think as the whole world watches this documentary so i'm really hoping there's going to be some positive movement with it yeah definitely go and watch it it's on now tv and it's on sky as well um so it's it's like an hour and a half long and it's really worth your time to watch because it'll really really open your eyes um but yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode. Hope it empowered you, made you think, and is going to spark some important conversations in your own life with the people in your circle. Yeah, for sure. I, I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like I've almost got something off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm feeling like free and lifted. Like I think it's just that collective goddess energy it just makes you feel mm. good so yeah we really hope you you felt that energy from this episode yeah i think so many people are really stepping into their goddess energy now and they're like divine feminine that a lot of like spiritual leader people are saying that this year is the rise of the divine feminine and i really feel it because i just feel like this is all being pulled out of so many women like it's just yeah I'm just rising so <laughs> um yeah thank you for listening everybody you know what to do hit subscribe if you're listening on apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode release them every single wednesday and leave us a review leave us some feedback for your chance to be featured in review of the week next week if you're listening on spotify hit follow so you never miss our episodes as i said they, we release an episode every single wednesday and sometimes if we're feeling nice feeling inspired we treat you to a little mini episode on a sunday as well Yes, and if you would like to support the production of our podcast, you can give us a little gesture at findmeacoffee.com forward slash findnoffee, where you basically just buy us a coffee just to show how much you love the content that we create. If you do, please leave your name because we'd really love to thank you and a huge thank you to everyone that's already bought us a coffee. Yeah, it's really kind, uh, everybody who's already done it. And thank you in advance to anybody who goes and does it next. Also, guys, really exciting news. Um, we have just announced our brand new webinar self-love webinar it is on the 21st of march at 6 p.m so that's a sunday night 6 p.m live on zoom you can join me and abby for an empowering chat two hours of workshop all about self-love we are going to get you loving yourselves and being the powerful women and men if you want to come that you know that you deserve to be so come and um check out our Instagram for more information and we'll also leave a link to the tickets in the show notes so you can grab yours but if you want to know anything else about it then come and check out on Instagram because that's where all of our info is and you can message us um if you want to know anything about it but it's going to be beautiful absolutely loved the first webinar it was unreal and we've already from it we've collect, cr- 
from it, we've created this really beautiful community of inspiring women. And I can't wait to add more people to the group chat, to the community of the workshops through this next one. So please do come and join us. It's going to be fab. Yeah, I've literally got a massive smile on my face just thinking about it. I'm so excited. And I think the best part is it's going to be super inspiring, but practical as well. Like I can't wait to give you some of the tips that me and Grace have used throughout our journeys that have got us loving ourselves (laughs) this much because Mm. I can't, yeah, I just can't wait to spill the energy onto you. And we planned it the other day and it's, it's fabulous. It is top notch. So yeah, if you are interested, then go and buy a ticket and get excited. Also on our website, we have got our collection of meditations and affirmations. So if you want some guided meditations, if you want some positive affirmation playlists to start your day or end your day or in the middle of your day, then go to our (laughs) website and you can check all of those, those out and download them from there. Also, guys, don't forget to come and follow us on Instagram, Find Your Feet Podcast. We love it. We're always on there chatting to you guys. We love to know your thoughts and all the little messages you send us. So come and give us a follow and say hi. Yeah, come chat to us on Instagram. We love to speak with you guys. Also, we've got a mailing list. So we email you every Monday morning, just like a positive wisdom-filled email to start your week. No annoying marketing, just good vibes. Everyone loves the emails. They always reply to us like, oh, I needed to read that. Oh my God, you just (laughs) started my week off with a bang. So if you want to start your week with a bang, then subscribe to our mailing list. The link is in the show notes. But that is everything. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.